All right, folks. Welcome back to another episode of the MSU eGamers Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your co-host, Mr. Jones. Back on the sticks again. Here we go. We're going to get into another week. Before we do so, let's bring in our other co-host, Serge. What's going on today, man? What's up, boys? How's it going? We got a really good episode coming up today. Got a lot of uh, shots to fire off. And I think a lot the, guest of shots. Today, the guest today is really going to entertain some of you guys. So um, we got a good one in store. Good one in store. So let's get right into it. Uh, Serge, we've been talking about this all week, man. We got we to gotta leave with this one on the podcast. <laughs> We knew this was going to happen. I'm sure all the boys knew it was going to happen. Um, Team Morgan, who's sitting at three and seven, decides he's going to take a trip to Dale, go see Pitbull down in Miami. And what does he do? He doesn't start a kicker. A kicker. (laughs) And he loses by 10 points. You could have a a normal-ass kicker in there, and he'd get the win knocked out. So, Serge, what are your thoughts on this, man? I mean, we're gonna have to roll the tape after this, but I mean, we we were talking. Oh yeah, about we're this putting that clip time. in here. I will make a twenty dollars bet with you. Looking at his roster right now, Harrison Butker's on a buy. I will bet you twenty dollars this asshole does not wake up in time to set his lineup or even entertain the thought of changing his lineup. He's gonna go to the Dolphins game and just completely oh, forget no to put fans. a kicker in. I'll bet you twenty bucks. And Butker stays on buy. Time zone. He's gonna wake up a little bit later. We Six talked about this on the last pod. Called this shit. It was on what a Friday night. I said this kid yeah. gonna get too get too waffled. He's not gonna set his fucking lineup. <laughs> the Miami Sun's a little bit too much for him. I mean, th- this kid has had to have been on a what a seventy-two hour bender. I mean, for somebody whose family owns a water company, he doesn't know how to fuck to mix in one because holy shit, man. Harrison Butker sitting on a bye. You have everyone possible at your disposal on the waivers. And you just don't start a kicker in a very winnable matchup. I mean, I'm not. I'm just gonna go out and say it. This kid deserves to lose, lose the league. He deserves to lose. You know, I agree too. And there were four kickers out there that he could have picked that would have gotten the win. You know, a few others maybe not. Even you know, it was a shame that the two kickers on Monday night only had eight points, so that wouldn't have got it done if even if he saw it late. But there were kickers out there that he could have got a dub with. So. It's a shame to see him go down like that. I know you're probably not too happy about that, considering, you know, Fortin and West Chicago Belly Walkers sneaks away with a win to tie you, you know, up at seven and three. Um, I don't know, man. What a shame that is, huh? I mean, it only hurts his chances at uh, staying afloat in this league, and I'm sure his bank account's hurting too. But, I mean, that's just that's just ridiculous. I, I, I think that's just attention to detail is just not there with this guy. You know, that's, that's Sunday scaries for him right there, if I've ever seen it. <laughs> um, next thing, we'll move right along here. Um, trade deadline uh, coming up soon. Serge, do you know the exact date on that? Uh, I believe it's November 27th. November 27th. That's in 10 days exactly. Mark your calendars, fellas. Zot, I know you're chomping at the bit to get at more trades. Um, you know, I offered up CMC this week. I got a few suitors. Nothing really panned out, you know. Everybody's a little nervous about CMC, but when he comes back and I make a push, you know, we'll see who's laughing then. Um, yeah, I mean, oh, two a.m. as well. So uh, I know Zod will be tucked away in bed, so he probably <laughs> won't be able to, you know, go up to the deadline. But uh, I don't think Alex's gonna have that issue. I'm sure he'll be buzzing. Uh, oh, he's always until, buzzing up until that uh, that Friday, that Black Friday deadline at two a.m. <laughs> uh, moving right along here. Next thing. Um, 
you know, I, the league has now put on notice. Stu Boy wants himself to be, you know, put in the mix here. I know he's sitting at 5-5. Five and five. 1,240 points for, you know, it's pretty solid. That can get you up there. Uh, but I don't know. There's some ballsy things to say, you know, him against Zot going for playoffs. I don't know. We've talked about Zot enough, you know, at 9-1. and one. But Stu Boy, 5-5, five five, I don't know, man. I will say one thing for this kid. He is absolutely stacked at running back. Alvin Kamara, Miles Sanders, DeAndre Swift, and Ronald Jones. I mean, I don't know how the fuck this kid got everybody that can run a football, but obviously it's it's a testament to his wide receivers lagging behind a little bit. But, I mean, this might be the guy you want to target at the trade deadline if you're trying to get that, you know, that little sleeper to, to slot in at your RB2 or flex. Um, as for the whole Zot talk, I don't know. I mean – Five and five, just in the inside a playoff spot, barking up, barking up the totem pole to nine and one is, you know, you got to make the playoffs before you can actually address <laughs> whose team is better. Um, and as it, you know, as it stands right now, he uh, he'd be facing. Let me pull it up real quick. Uh, oh, he's got West Chicago coming up here. West Chicago playoff yeah. bracket playoff bracket it looks like he'd be playing at yeah, belly walker so um you know he'd, he'd be in that last spot in the playoffs i i don't know i mean a point differential someone like you could sneak into i i just don't see it right now i guess we'll see how the next couple weeks progress but um i guess i'll be more attentive to his scores now and see if he can uh you know walk the walk yeah, you know, and something I love in fantasy, especially in a PPR league, is, is a running back rich team. You know, and you talked about it, Stu Boy's got a lot of running backs. You know, when you have two top running backs and even a guy at Flex who's a great running back too, I mean, you even you look at the position ranks for this kid, you know, it's 129 and 13 all in the starting running back. So I don't know, it might be too hard to call at the moment, sitting in five and five. But, you know, if he takes down West Chicago, you know, we might have more to talk about next week, huh? Absolutely. And I mean, it's a very unorthodox strategy having that running back at a flex in his PPR format, but he's got Kamara who is just as much a receiver as he is a running back. And I think that's kind of showing with his uh, number one position rank and damn, he's averaging damn near 28 points a game. So, you know, he has the pieces there to uh, pull off the upset against belly walkers. And that would really shake up the, uh, the standings if that were to happen. Yeah, I can tell you what, it's going to be fun, you know, week 11 coming up. I mean, we are really getting down to crunch time in this league. And, you know, as we talked about, or as, you know, you have trade deadline in 10 days, you know, we're going to, I think we're going to see some good moves being made. Um, I think there's going to be a lot of fun coming down to the end. I mean, last place kind of seems locked up. I want to say, you know, it might be too early to call, but I don't know. Like, granted, I beat Pierre 89 to like 82 this week, or yeah. 80, but garbage i mean score. he's he's got 130 points in two weeks you know zod has projected that every single week and more so i don't know if that can hold up if you're trying to get out of last place yeah i guess it depends on who's reporting the tour early to call on this one but um you know i mean there is a three-way tie for second to last we can't ignore that um and all these guys are very capable of losing games as they've shown with their record so i wouldn't count pierre out quite yet but you can't overlook the fact this team has just been riddled with injuries all year, and he's just really struggling to get out of that hole. The only saving grace, as we mentioned last pod, was Mike Davis, um, who's sticking around a bit longer in the absence of Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, so that'll give him a nice, 
That'll give him a nice little boost. Um, having a healthy Michael Thomas, Christian Kirk, who we acquired in a trade uh, at his flex, you know, he could pull off a win. He's projected 118, which for his standards is very fucking high. So I, you know, we could we could see we could see a win out of um, Google this week. Yeah, something could happen. We know magic's known to happen in this league. Um, I guess that'll do it for our little bit of a roundtable talk. What do you say we send it over to our to our guest for the week? Yep, looking forward to this one. All right, here he is. All right, we are pleased to welcome on to the MSU eGamers Fantasy Football Podcast, a guy who needs somewhat of an introduction. He's currently 4-6 and six in the league in eighth place. A guy who's hot off the heels of a blazing wing challenge after finishing last in the league last year. It is not having a good time, formerly known as Yul Yul. Mr. Colin Hyatt, how we doing? Yeah, yeah, doing well. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you for having me. Great to have you on. Um, I guess we'll go right into it. We'll jump uh, feet in the fire here. I got to start off by saying, you know, looking at your team this week, you're only projected 100 points right on the number. Do you think that you could win this week and going forward while only being projected, projected 100 points? No shot. No, no. I'm not, if, if, I don't, if, I don't, if I don't do something right now uh, for this week alone, if like, unless Big Ben over – I mean, let's start with this. McElroy has three quarterbacks on his roster. I, I got to be able to do something to fucking be the guy with three quarterbacks on his roster. So I'm definitely going to be looking for maybe some trades or maybe hoping just Big Ben snaps his leg in one of the two. Um, but also he has two backups he can use, so there's that. <laughs> but so that's for the time being, I'm stuck with Tua for my quarterback. Kenyon Drake is just pitiful this season. So this week definitely not looking too good for me. But um, I think my two-game lead on last place will uh, will be enough to not lose this league this year. Cam's team is just not looking good. No offense, Cam. It just is what it is. Um, so, uh, a hundred points this week would not be good, but I think I can move past it. It's respectable. Pitiful. It's a three syllable word. That's huge for you. Hyatt. Pitiful. Yep. Yep. <laughs> You're correct on that one. I had to double check real quick. Um, so, uh, so some people might be looking at, you know, last week's score between you and I, right. Um, and some may call the score too close to call. <laughs> Do you think the ESPN statisticians should perform a recount on a final score? You know, that's not a bad idea. It's really not a bad idea. I, I don't know if it'll help me or help you there. Um, but uh, for a guy like, you know, Jimmy Graham, I mean, I, I don't know. He might have had a catch or two that they just missed on the cameras and it could have, you know, could have put me through. <laughs> He's got an absolute – yeah. Yep. <laughs> So, I, speaking of Jimmy Graham, I kind of want to go into your roster a little bit. Um, really, the only shining star that I see is the running back, James Robinson, who you did pick up in a trade from a certain host who will rename, remain nameless. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think that your team really has a shot? I mean, James Robinson is projected the sep- second most on your team behind Tua, who's .1 ahead of your starting running back. How yeah. do you feel about your drafting skills? Do you think that's something you got to improve on going forward, or are you going to be okay just making one trade and calling that it? Um, well, you know, Tua, I literally picked him up, what, not even a week over – it was probably just over a week and a half ago, something like that. Um, really, I wasn't even ready to use him. I just got to do what I got to do. With Josh Allen out of the 
of the lineup. Um, James Robinson, that was a huge pickup for me at 100. percent um, I honestly can't even recall who I had before him. I believe Mark he got, Andrews. Was it Mark Andrews? Yeah, yeah bust. He sucks. Absolute bust. Um, <laughs> so James Robinson is like my, my my best bet right now, and of course, uh, <clears throat> not to name names, but another co-host over here, maybe not the one that gave me him, but the <laughs> one, the other one uh, might uh might be sniffing for James Robinson, but I don't think he's gonna leave my lineup. I was the only sniffing for a lot of things, but I played the fifth on that. Yeah. <laughs> so, obviously, you're known to being you know you'll, you'll kind of guy, um, <laughs> and you know as you were sliding in the last place early uh, in this season, the name change, you know, going to not having a good time, which really is a hell of a thing to say when you're doing weekly wrap ups. I might add. Um, how much? Do, how much do you attribute your team's you know little comeback here the last few weeks to that name change? Oh, that, that's all it took, honestly. I, I did some uh, uh, reevaluating, and I just really looked at my team, and I, I, I knew ATT Milkers just wasn't it. I thought it was it at first, but then just changing it from ATT Milkers really just <laughs> brought my team over the hump that I, I needed to get over. Um, and adding, you know, big hand Josh Allen, that was just, I mean, nothing to do with the name change, but adding Josh Allen earlier in the season definitely saved saved my record going going this far. I guess kind of spitballing off of that, you know, the AT&T milkers. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess translating this to fantasy, not on your team, who has been the biggest surprise? Has <laughs> um, been the biggest surprise fantasy-wise, not on your roster this season. Um. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, who was the biggest surprise over like the players overall this season? Who was not on my roster? Yeah, you're talking. You're talking about 18 team yeah, milkers yeah. for a surprise. What? So how, yeah, what about a roster? Hmm. So anyone you played this year who surprised you the most? How about I start off with who? Uh, this is a tough one. Who let you down the most? You can do both. Hmm. You'd have to cut this for sure. This is what happens when we don't give guys the questions out on the podcast. Yeah, I would say, I would say Robbie Anderson. Um, I picked him up from free agency, and that he was he's been a huge player in my lineup. He's literally let me pull up his stats. He's almost like 15 points consistent every week. Um, A huge either flex. What is going on? There we go. Sorry, had a little sound issue there. Um, he's been a huge, huge flex for me and even a wide receiver too. Um, so I, I get that definitely surprised me the most and he's been very beneficial for me. Um, I really can't think of anybody that really surprised me, not on my roster. Um, and really like letting me down or anything, but, uh, yeah, that's all I can say about that. Well, uh, any, any more, uh, any chirps you want to get in here for, for some of the boys? You know, obviously you're sitting four and six, um, mm. kind of out of the ways of a, a last place spot. You know, um, any guys you kind of want to call out or guys that should be, you know, looking out for not having a good time, you know, as we finish up this season here? I mean, obviously, Schumann, you're a bitch. That's all there is to it. Really don't need to say anything else than that. Um, still, what, well, yeah, one tooth up there in the front. That's about it so far. It's all right, though. You know, I do want to add to that. Schumann has one. the – the third. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can say it. I know exactly what you're going to say. He's got 1,082 points for, which is 
third to last in the league. Ooh, and that third to last, the team right below him is .02 yep. uh, in front of him. I don't understand how he's in fifth place. So, Schumann, you better you know, watch out, man. People are I th- coming. I think I, I do understand. It was, from my understanding, did, did the schedule change from last year, or was it copy and paste? No, I don't think so. Pretty sure it was. Commission. Commission yeah. changed it up this year. Yeah, you know, I'm not trying to start any, you know, internal issues with the commission here, but I think if that schedule changes, Schumann's record changes drastically. Like, it, well, I guess goes, that's, yeah. That's but, going to have to be something we, uh, we lobby the office of the commissioner over for, for next season. Mm-hmm. Hey, and another way to look at it, I mean, the commission might benefit from that as well because he's not looking too hot. His current record is, what, three and seven? So he, he's, only, he's only a game behind me. Neither of us are looking very good. So I think a lot more people can benefit from this um, than just just a few, you know. I think overall we can kind of confirm this is not a rigged league if the commission is three Exactly, seven, so. exactly. Uh, fair play rules. <laughs> I, I, I think we can all appreciate that about um, this league. Got that right. Well, hi. We won't take up too much of your time. We appreciate you coming on, man. It's a lot mm-hmm. of fun talking to you and uh, – you know, I wish you the best of luck going forward. Yeah, I appreciate it. I wish I was send the questions earlier, like you know, like Biden or something. But you know, so sorry, sorry for a few of my answers <laughs> that probably just weren't there for a lot of you. But you know, I, I did my best, and I'm uh, Schumann. Next week, you're fucked, buddy. Good luck. <laughs> well, it's a lot of fun. Thanks, I. <laughs> See ya. All right, man. Colin Hyatt for coming on the pod. <laughs> that was. It's fun to talk to him. Um, we did a little bit differently. The other guests we had on, we gave him the questions early. This time, we just let it run. Um, so I thought it was good. I think we're going to keep doing it that way going forward for the rest of our guests. Um, but hope you guys enjoyed that that last interview. So moving right along, let's get into our a little bit of a recap here. Serge and I are going to discuss the scores around the league, um, all that. So let's start um, – Let's get into Morgan and West Chicago again. I mean, we, we talked about it a little bit. Um, you know, Morgan not setting his kicker. That's just a shame. I don't know if there's much to talk about his team. I mean, Tom Brady is, you know, pretty inconsistent this week. And getting Chubb back is a huge one. You know, he's pretty stacked on Cleveland offense. But I don't see a whole lot of potential. You know, I I see him kind of vying with, with Google for last place spot. But I don't know if his team has a whole lot of upside to, to get out of there. But enough upside to not get in last place. Yeah, last place deservedly so if he gets that. I mean, you get too buckled to start a kicker. That's just reprehensible. Um, Naheem Hines, 20 and a half points. Doesn't start him, sits him. James Conner gets 6.8. Just a bunch of factors that played into him in this loss. That was in a very winnable matchup. Um, but yeah, looking at Fortin's uh, side, too, he had he left 23.6 on the, on the bench with Deontay Johnson, who's kind of a uh, – Boomer bust player, so not a whole, not really shocking outcome, but uh, certainly says a lot more about uh, how inept Alex's team is versus Fortin's uh, willingness and ability to win. Yeah, and you know, like we said, you know, Fortin kind of getting uh, not necessarily a free win here, but you know, kind of an easier one with Morgan not setting his kicker. So seven and three, you know, we got a battle up top. Now, um, you know, Ford's got to really turn on the Jets if he wants to keep making a push, you know, maybe steal that two seed from you. Or even if Zot falls off the table a little bit, you know, he can sneak into one. So, 
I see his Jets keep going. I don't see many issues with their roster. Um, as of now, no injuries, really. Um, a lot of guys on the questionable or IR on the bench. You know, you should probably consider dropping those guys. But I like where the team's heading. Um, I think he's got a good chance to stay up top of that leaderboard going into the playoffs. Yep. I mean, he drafted well. He's His team's remained healthy for the most part. He has a very good opportunity to steal that number two spot for me, and it ultimately might come down to that week 13 matchup we have if we both stay atop, um, atop the leaderboard behind Zot. Well, that's just good scheduling right there. Um, speaking of Zot, let's go into his game, him with Schumann. Um, you know, 138 points for Zot, just good showing all around, yada, yada, all that shit. Um you know, I got, I got to see more from Schumann. Simple as that. I mean, I've, I've said this at the beginning of the season. I don't think the Rams are good. I think they're fraudulent as hell. And that includes Jared Goff, who's his starting quarterback. Um, I don't know. I, I think I think we all kind of know who's who's going to be vying for first and last year. So Schumann at six and four, the only thing he can really do is drop out of playoffs. He's currently in the fifth seed. But, you know, as long as he can get some guys that just, you know, keep pumping out 20 points a game and all that, I think he should be fine. Um, I haven't really looked at his schedule a whole lot, but I assume it's fairly easy going forward. I mean, he's got B's next week. It should, should be a tough test, but, you know, I think he should be all right. I, I'm i going to say this now. I'm going to say this now. I don't think he's going to make playoffs. He's got 1,082 points for. Um, we talked about it in the interview with Hyatt. I don't think it's sustainable to, to keep a playoff spot. What do you think? I agree. Um, I just don't think this is sustainable. Like you said, he's going to, because last three weeks he's going to come up against people that can probably score at will. Um, and that's just going to be difficult for him. Just seeing his team's average points per week is almost under a hundred. It's damn near floating around a hundred points a week. And that's just not going to get it done in this league where you have people like Azat uh, that can score 140 points a game. Uh, Belly walkers as well. Bees has done it time and time again. It's just not going to get any easier for him, uh, unfortunately. I mean, he plays Bees this week. Then he plays not having a good time. Finishes the season against you. And, I mean, those are three games he could lose. Hyatt could sneak one in um, should all the, you know, the cards fall in place. But Yeah. Uh, in terms of Zod's team, we don't have to say much. I mean, he has six of his nine starters all rank in the top five of their position ranks. I don't want to keep, you know, tooting his horn or pumping his tires, all this shit. So I think we can move along <laughs> from that. Yeah. I'm already, already here enough of it when I live with them. He's going to bring it up at Thanksgiving this year. So fuck yeah, let's move on. <laughs> all right. Let's go to bees and McIldoosh here. Um, bees had a good win, you know, 117, 105 McIldoosh, uh sliding once again, you know, B's kind of had a lot of help there. A little Kyler Murray, um, you know, Hail Mary pass. We all saw that was a fucking unbelievable play. Um, but that's something that might have pushed him over the edge. You know, a few plays go a little differently, and I think B slides out of the, the win column here. But six and four, fourth place, you know, I like like the team, the way they're going. Um, I don't see a whole lot of big names that come out to me. You know, maybe Lockett, Kyler Murray, Derrick Henry. But, you know, a lot of just consistent guys that, look to be able just to put up points, you know, week in and week out. And, you know, if you can average, you know, 120 in this league, you should be, you know, pretty well off. Yeah, and he's he's proving that right now. I mean, Wayne Gallman on his bench, 19 points. Um, he's been proven to be a pretty, pretty consistent back in the absence of uh, 
Saquon Barkley and um, Devonta Foreman as well. I mean, the doctor, doctor school to med school. He <laughs> took med school to church this week. No question about it. And it's not like his bench would have helped him at all either. I mean, what was that four guys on a bye? Um, Eckler, who's injured, Montgomery, who's injured, and then no one's going to want to start Carson once. I mean, the guy lost to Daniel Jones um, in a primetime game, which is just sad to see. Yeah, I hate it. I just – I see it. You know, if if Bees can solidify that RB2 spot, I think he has a real shot um, to make a good push in the playoffs and the rest of the season. But, uh, you know, it's not going to be very smooth sailing for Douche, and I think he's going to try and stay afloat and – not fuck up his intestines with those crones, um, with those wings. So, you know, fingers crossed for the guy. I don't want to see that happen personally. Um, I think there's more people that are worthy of that loss than him. Uh, but I guess the next three weeks will um, be telling of that. Yeah, you know, and he's got – he's 12th in the wave of wire right now. He's got to go play not having a good time, which we talked with Hyatt about, you know, that's a must-win game for him. Um, his schedule's pretty easy. I mean – Two guys under 500, one guy at 500 in Team Jones. He could stay out of last, I think. You know, playoffs probably out of the picture, but I think last last place is not going to him. I, I'll say that now. So, I think he's got a decent shot just to stay afloat, lose the, the 50 bucks buy-in, and move on to next year. Yep, that's that's uh, best-case scenario, I think. All right, let's go to the ugliest game in the league by far. Um, this was Pierre and Jones. Holy shit, what a bad game, huh? I mean, 89 to 80. I mean, I was sweating on uh, Sunday night, just hoping that, you know, Mark Andrews could outscore <laughs> Patriots D. And even in the rain, you know, somehow they got it done. But um, I guess I'll start with my team first. I don't see really any potential. That's, you know, part of the reason I was shopping CMT today, <laughs> kind of asking for a little too much. But, you know, Mahomes coming back should be all right for me off of buy. But, you know, there's just not a lot going on. I'm, I'm hoping to make a few moves, try to get out of seventh place. I mean, I'm, I'm sitting right there, but you know, coming up and playing you seven and three this week is going to be a tough task for me. Battle the co-hosts, but I mean, you know, chips fall in place. You could, uh, you have a stab at the playoffs still. There's that that uh, deadlock. Those people tied sixth and fourth. Yeah. That could, that's broken. <laughs> this league could be. The league burst wide open in one week. Very easily. Um, over to Pierre, 2-8, and eight, 12th place. Put up 80 points this week. Put up 50-some points last week. You know, he. I texted him on Sunday, you know, hey, we're in a little duel here. He kind of told me, you know, he's he's got to make some moves. I don't see many moves being made out of Pierre. And if he's going to do, he's got to do it within 10 days. Um, he's... Uh, he's made 13 moves, which is probably on the lower end of the spectrum here in the league, but I think that number's got to be pumped up a little bit to even have a chance to get out of last place. Yeah. I mean, he recently traded um, Deshaun Watson to me for Derek Carr and Christian Kirk, and neither of them really got it going this week. Um, you know, Kirk's a deep, deep ball threat. And, you know, late in the game, obviously those, uh, those passes are going to go to Hopkins instead of him. So, you know, remains to be seen next week in that big matchup against Seattle. Um where earlier in the season he had 20.7 points. So that could be – you can see some real production um, in that matchup. All right, moving right along. Uh, let's go to Stuboy and Houdinho. This was a pretty good matchup, you know, eight points separated the difference, 128 to 120. It was Stuboy getting the win. Um, this is a close game. You know, Houdinho really needed this one. Unfortunately, he slid. 
um, down to three and seven ninth place. You know, like you said about Stupoy, you know, he he wants the the league to be put on notice. You know, he's somebody that might make a push here at five and five. He's got the last uh, playoff spot locked up uh, with guys that are can really make some difference in Rodgers and Camara, even DeAndre Swift. You know, the team's pretty good. You know, the, it's not bad. It's it's playoff bound. A lot can happen, like you said, this week can burst open in a week. But, you know, I think the potential's there, and I think he, he might be able to lock one up. Yeah, I mean, we spoke to earlier, depth at running back is huge for him. The the ability for him to put, you know, a receiving back at that flex spot just adds more points because um, you'll get all those points from receptions and rushing yards as well. And then looking at his bench, even Mike Evans, Ronald Jones, Darius Slayton, three guys over or in the double digits rather um, that could be interchangeable in that lineup and, you know, boost that score up a little bit. Um, but moving forward, you know, I really want to kind of zero in on his wide receiver one spot and who's he going to rotate in at that flex. I know it may be a week to week basis based on matchups, but those two are going to be the things to watch on his roster um, for the next three weeks. Yeah, I agree. Um for Houdinho, um, I see potential. I don't see a whole lot. I see some guys that are pretty in- interchangeable, like you said about Stu Boy. Um, you know, he did have, you know, Edwards Alaire on, on, on a bye and Julio as well. Um, but deep at, at receiver, granted, they haven't shown out a whole lot for him at three and seven. But, um, yeah, I guess this we're kind of beating a dead horse here. We know. Google's got to make some moves or he's not going to make a play. So Houdinho probably out of the playoff running, but close to last place, only a game up on last place. But I'm a little, I'm feeling a little safer about his roster. I like the way it's going. And I think he should be able to lock up, you know, pay the 50 bucks and move on to next season. Yep. He has a pro, he has a prolific roster top to bottom. I just think the pieces don't always uh, perform up to par each week, but for that, we said last episode, you know, when you're splitting the backfield, it's tough to get production out of a running back. So, Edwards Alaire coming back is huge for him. Um, then, you know, replacing possibly Mike Williams with Julio, leaving Cole Beasley at that flex, who's been – who's a top top 20 wide receiver in fantasy this year. Um, he could see himself sneak into another win or two and, you know, help out his record uh, for the stat sheet at the end of the season. Yeah, definitely. Um all right, we'll finish up here. I'll let you um, go into your team and kind of talk about your matchup with, with Hyatt here and not having a good time. Obviously, you sneaking out the win, 108-97. Um, you're sitting 7-3 and three in second place, and Hyatt's dropping down to eighth place at 4-6. and six. Uh, What do you think about your team um, going forward? Any moves you got to make or anything, you know, especially you got to do to keep up that solid record you got? That was, that was an ass clencher. I, that came down <laughs> to Monday night football. That, I was not feeling safe going into that matchup. I was down three at the start of the week. Um, Deshaun Watson, who I acquired in that trade, you know, that weather delay in Cleveland really proved to be the difference. Um, wet ball didn't keep the ball on the ground a lot more. So not a lot, not as much production as I would have liked out of him. Zach Moss, um, again, kind of a weather situation. And Arizona defense just showed up uh, for the run game. So him and Singletary were non-factors, opened up the pass a lot more. Keenan Allen, consistent. Stephon Diggs, I mean, you saw that reception he had with about 30 seconds left to go ahead. And hilariously enough, the trade with Zot, both our guys caught those go-ahead and game-winning touchdowns. (laughs) So 
Uh, I'd say it's a pretty good trade. Um, really for this matchup with um, Kyle Rudolph getting a couple of late receptions in the game last night. And, you know, Dalvin, there's a reason I drafted him sixth overall. Lord and Savior, he he showed up. He had six points going into the fourth and just decided to collect nine more, uh, which really solidified that win. Sadly, I poor managerial decisions, keeping T. Higgins out of flex and uh, Kalen Balage instead of um, Moss. I, those were both switches within the last 30 minutes for kickoff, but thankfully I squeezed this one out. Um, on Hyatt's side, you know, Josh Allen, just an unbelievable talent at quarterback. He's just pumping numbers week in and week out, 24 points a game. Um, like we said earlier, James Robinson in the, in the interview and Allen Robinson are both, you know, kind of the cornerstone of his offense. Um, but you can't overlook the fact, you know, Brandon Ayuk is really coming together with some good performances in the absence of Debo Samuel in 17, 23, and 19. Uh, I'm going to see that production drop off a little bit once Debo comes back. But, you know, you can't overlook some of these players on his roster. And, um, you know, if he's going to try and make a trade to stay out of last, he has a lot of pieces he can move around to, you know, have a solid team that won't lose the league. Yeah, for sure. Um, well, I guess we could probably wrap up here. Um, we're going to have a fun podcast next week. I know we got the, the battle of two co-hosts here, which I'm projected to lose by 15, but projections don't always mean a lot. So we'll see how that goes. We're going to have a fun little time talking next week. Um, any last thoughts, Serge? No, I mean, I'm excited for uh, this matchup this weekend. I'm sure we'll have a lot of talking pieces uh, come next, you know, Tuesday this time next week. Uh, you know, have fun in Arizona, getting buckled on the course, um, soaking up that appreciate sunlight. that. Yeah, it's going to be nice. Hopefully I don't come back with the boy, but, <laughs> you know, we'll see how that one goes. Um, all right, fellas. Um, fun talking, Serge. Great as always. Um, moving on, you know, it's going to be a, a good week 11 here. We're coming down to the, the last, you know, three weeks of regular season and everybody making playoff push and some last-minute trade deadlines uh, moves. So I uh, wish all of you the best of luck in week 11. Um any suggestions, comments, again, please reach out to Bobby Bellagio on Twitter. And as always, best of luck in week 11.